When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Yeah, it must be nice to be the Kelsey family this week. They're going to get a lot of media attention. Media attention they already have. We've seen the mom of Jason and Travis Kelsey everywhere already across the media, which is pretty awesome to see. And it is an exciting, exciting storyline for the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Alongside Gabe Knight, along Michael Rothstein, we're filling in for the guys today. Kenny and Carlin, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. And we're going to go out to the phone lines now to get to somebody who knows a little bit about Super Bowl night and a little bit about playing in the Super Bowl. That's ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody. Damian, thank you for taking a few minutes with us today, and I want to ask, ask you here to start. Super Bowl media night is tonight. It wasn't media night when you did it. What was the weirdest question that you ever got asked on the day of media everywhere? Um, I would probably say, well, someone said, man, you look like Biggie. Could you, you, could you rap a Biggie song? And I was just like, you know, I was just dying laughing and um, and then I did start to, uh, I did start to rap a Biggie song, but I did that my rookie year as far as initiation is concerned. So I think that was kind of like, you know, maybe like the, the weirdest question or whatever, but I had, I had a good time with it though. How much preparation did you do before you went to your respective Super Bowls? Because how, I guess, circus-like, again, you have nights like tonight and, and other events that you're obligated to go to, how... How much prep work was done the week before versus the actual week of? Well, I mean, listen, we, we had already, you know, the week before, obviously you take care of all the, what they call, quote unquote, the distractions type stuff. And, you know, with the hotel and travel arrangements for the family. But we also dove into the opponent, um, both, uh, you know, Super Bowl 36 with the St. Louis Rams and, and then in, uh, Super Bowl 38 with the uh, Carolina Panthers. So you you already – the week before, you, you start a, a dive, you know a deep dive into the opponent, and then obviously when you get when you hit this week, then it's game week, and you're kind of more in line with the with the usual week and how preparation goes. So, listen, Bill used to tell us like, listen, man, no need to go out there and play, you know, when the business is not done. Let's go ahead and play after the business is, is done, and we were locked in. We're talking to ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, and. Damien, when you're looking at this particular matchup, is there one, whether it's maybe corners versus receivers, whether it's Patrick Mahomes versus Philly's back seven, that you're sitting there and saying, that's the matchup that I think could be the difference here? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with, how about Isaiah Pacheco versus that Philly run defense? How about that? I mean, listen, we could could talk about the usual suspects, Patrick Mahomes versus that – you know, fantastic Philly defensive, you know, defensive backfield and, and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, how they're going to try to stop this Philly run game. But 
I think that I think the run game of the Chiefs is going to play a factor in this game. It's going to have to play a factor um, because we know this Philly pass rush is elite. You know, they finished with 70 sacks in the regular season, third most in NFL history. And I think you got to feel it. I think the Kansas City Chiefs going to have to have some semblance of uh, balance, uh, you know, uh, uh, attitude as far as the run game is concerned. And I think that's one area. Now, I think Philadelphia has done a better job of it, but it's still one area of I would say that you could expose this Philadelphia defense. So I think that's going to be an area to, to really watch. When we talk about the respective units, we know that the Chiefs offense is really good. We know that when healthy, especially with Jalen Hurts, how good that Eagles offense can be. And you were just talking about how good the Eagles defense can be. With all of those things being talking points and seeing what the Chiefs were able to do against what's been an explosive offense in the Cincinnati Bengals, is the Chiefs defense maybe a little underrated? Yeah, I mean, listen, here's what I would say about the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Obviously, we know about, you know, the great uh, Chris Jones, all-pro Chris Jones, who's you know, has the ability to, to wreck the game. And, you know, I think the thing that people talk about with, with the Kansas City Chiefs, how young their back end is, they play really well um, again, in the AFC Championship game against the, the, uh, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. This, this matchup is going to be a little different because – you know, you're going up against a, a Philadelphia Eagles team that's, you know, elite um, at almost every position on offense. They they have arguably the best offensive line. The quarterback is a dual threat. They got weapons on the outside. They got a great tight end in Dallas Goddard. And so this is not a situation where you're facing Joe Burrow with three wide receivers. Now you're facing an offense that can both kill you, both running the ball and, and passing. So that, it's a different animal. We're talking to ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody. And Damian, before we let you go, I want to go back to Super Bowl media night. Was there a question that you wish you had been asked? That you sit there, you're like, I would have loved to answer that question that I heard someone get asked. You know, that's a great question. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, the, the, the one thing about the, the whole media thing is, you know, you get media from all over the world and, and, and everyone brings a different perspective. You know, I heard, you know, somebody, you know, ask, Tom Brady got a marriage proposal in one of our Super Bowls. And, you know, I think for myself as a lineman, there's not really, you know, many questions that someone could throw my way. But I did think, like, again, that Biggie question was was was, uh, was was pretty cool. So I was able to show off my my rapping skills in media day. So wait, what song did you rap? Because you never actually told us that. Juicy. Juicy. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Yeah, so that was that was a that was a song that I that I did at uh, at media day in Super, for Super Bowl thirty six. Damien, you may have to work with uh, Michael because he was dropping some beats earlier. Like I feel between your vocals and what he was doing, kind of beatboxing a little bit, you guys could put together a pretty good collab. We probably could. We, we could. could. We probably could put something real real mean mean together. So I don't doubt that one bit. It would at least go copper. Without question. Yeah. It would at least go yeah. copper. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Damien, thanks so much for taking a few minutes tonight, man. All right. Take it easy, guys. That was Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst and burgeoning Biggie rap karaoke man.
Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. I'm barely holding it together here. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Gabe Knightslaw, Michael Rothstein, as we are filling in for the guys today. Gabe is the, the shrugging his shoulders. Man. The Grammys were yesterday. I should have been anticipating us doing some more musical stuff like we now have with, with you again doing some nice beatboxing to Woody dropping a couple of couple of bars there like I feel I feel like we you know have kind of hit that area now with the Grammys being last night oh no the Grammys last night were were wonderful Gabe Neitzel they were absolutely I was on the air during the Grammys and we had a bunch of fun with it Bonnie Raitt wins song of the year big time stuff here Lizzo won record of the year big time stuff on the Grammys but listen the most, I would say the, I'm trying to think of the right description of this. Probably the closest that you get to a Grammys or an Oscars or a hoopla in the NFL is not necessarily NFL honors. Like, that, they try, but it doesn't and it's work. Still, it's and that's still relatively new. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's still tonight. It's Super Bowl media day because you get people from everywhere. You get people from all around the world. You get, I've covered one of them. I covered the one in New York, Gabe. I don't know if you've been to any or not. And you see people wearing funny hats. You see people dressed up in tuxedos. You see people, you have kid reporters, old, old people reporters, <coughs> actual reporters. You've got everything under the sun, which leads to this. And we're going to throw this out to you as well at 888-SAY-ESPN or 888-729-3776. So I'm going to ask you here, Gabe, first, what question would you want to ask? No, almost, well, keep it clean. But no holds barred. What question would you want to ask during Super Bowl media night tonight, Gabe? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I'm 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 gonna buy a little bit of time. I'm gonna think about that. But do you think that Super Bowl media day is still gonna be as chaotic as it was? Because this is really the first one we've had post pandemic where it's just completely open, and it seems like we can maybe go back to the no rules that there were before that when seemingly every late night show had a representative there trying to put together some sort of funny bit. Do you think it's still going to be a no holds barred type of situation? Or is there actually going to be a little bit of organization and a little bit of civility tonight? Listen, I'm an agent of chaos, so I hope it is even more. I hope there's three years of pent-up question asking from the James Corden show, from Jimmy Fallon, from Jimmy Kimmel. I hope that there is so much pent-up question asking that we get the wildest, the most out-there questions that you can possibly get, Gabe Knight. I I hope that there are completely off-the-wall things. I hope there are being asked whether a tater tot is a french fry i hope they're being asked their favorite type of fry i hope they're asking how they would want to make ice cream like i think i'm really focused on food here i'm hungry i want dinner yeah but i was about to I, say what's, yeah, what's going on here I, I can somebody really get this man a sandwich <laughs> please I, I was promised some black iced tea from our guy eric behind the booth here and it just hasn't come but uh, gabe I, I don't know i i want to see that because to me as a journalist it's frustrating but I will say this, as somebody who enjoys seeing kind of the inane and the silly, I love it. This is Kenny and Carla on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80, alongside Gabe Knight, along Michael Ross. And Gabe, have you thought of a question yet? Yeah, so I think I would go with, so I, I do a show at ESPN Milwaukee uh, every morning called Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, Jen Latta, the, the, the tremendous and lovely Jen Latta from ESPN's College Game Day, and then Mark Chimura. Mark is a, or Chewy, I should say, is a three-time 
NFL Pro Bowler. He's a Packers Hall of Famer. And he is, he's an idiot. He's Ari, <laughs> and we love him to death. But one of the more idiotic things that he does, so I just guess I want to see if this is like just a him thing or maybe a, you know, football player thing. He insists, insists that dinosaurs didn't actually exist. Oh, no. So I'm, I want to ask those questions. Do you believe in dinosaurs to other NFL players? Just so I could have other information and go back to him and go, see, it's not all NFL players. It's just you being an idiot right now. Well, you can tell him that this reporter who never played in the NFL but has covered it, dinosaurs exist, bro. They exist. Yeah, no, he he they doesn't do. really have a pushback when we asked him about, you know, the dinosaurs that are in, you know, the bones that are in museums. He says anybody can do that, and I, I don't know what that quite means. But it, it's what he insists. I, Chewy, good, good luck to you. We're going to go out to the phone lines. Ron in Illinois, he's got a media day question. What's your question, Ron? And we're going to maybe try and answer it, too. I don't think it's going to be a popular question, but it's one that's been eating away at me ever since the, the AFC championship game. I would look Mahomes in the eye, and I would say, on your mother's soul. <laughs> Did you or did you not flop on that last tackle to help get, help you get into field goal range? And I'd just like to see his reaction to that. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. That, that's great. You, you should get a credential for media day because I don't know how many people would ask that question. I love that. Gabe? I don't think he flopped. Yeah, I love the question. I don't think he flopped. I think he's somebody who's on a bum wheel. You get a guy moving that fast. You're trying to stop. It doesn't take much to throw you off your balance, right? And when you got a big man who's 250-plus pounds brailing after you, yeah, a forearm in the back can make you lose your balance and tumble forward. No, and if you flop, you flop. We see it in the other football, in European football, or football Constantly. football. Constantly. I mean, the Italians have made an, an art of it. It's an art in Italy, flopping. I, I would have no problem... But I would love to see Patrick Mahomes' reaction if he was asked that. But it would have to be in a very direct manner, Gabe Knight. So it couldn't be like uh, dancing around the question. It would have to be, hey, that last play, did you flop or not? Well, no, I think you would just go, did you flop? Like, it's direct enough. Like, I don't think you need any context. Everybody knows the question you're asking. Did you flop to get that 15-yard penalty? Yeah. Like, make it short and sweet and make it, yes. Uh, to me, if you make it abrupt, that would make it the most entertaining. We're going to go back out to the phone lines. Brian in Connecticut, what you got? How's it going, man? It's going. How Hello, are Brian? you? Good. As a former D1 coach, I have seen some of the more atrocious game day superstitions there are in this world and i would have to ask each player i got the opportunity what's the worst one who's the worst guy in the locker room oh wait so what's wait. an example that you've said you've seen egregious ones what's the worst one you've seen as a former division one coach oh guys that didn't wash parts of their uniform you know Certain self-care rituals that, you know, <laughs> you never... I did tell him to keep it clean. All right. I, th thank you, Eric, for telling us to keep it clean. Brian, I don't know if we still got here or not. What was yours? Did you have one? <laughs> oh, I was a special teams guy. I had more than I really want to admit. I wouldn't <laughs> drive more than a block out of the way on my usual path to work or school on any given game day. That if there was traffic, Brian, that would have been uh, a bit big bit of a problem. I hope you're not sitting in traffic now. It sounds like you're in your car. Thank you so much for the question.
Gabe, that's pretty good. That's really good. Uh, I've I've actually asked that question of players, like superstitions, routines, stuff like that. And you have guys, they're 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 pretty regimented and ritual. Like Grady Jarrett does the same thing every game day. Drake London, who's a wide receiver for the Falcons, I cover the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. He has to find some time to pray with his family before every game. Like there are guys who have very specific things that they do from playlists to routines that they it, it, it's in their head Gabe um again going back to oh yeah so going back to I, I know part of Chewy's um you know the, the guy I do a show with he would in warm-ups he would drop every first pass he would have someone throw him he would drop it on purpose because now they're out of the way the drops are out of the way now you can go forward and it, so many players have that and the, the, what I liked about that question is if you ask that of a teammate you know hey what's the worst one you've seen guys are going to be more than willing to open up and rip some of their teammates and have fun with that. And uh, that would just be a fun question that I think guys would be loving to answer on media day. Oh yeah. And it will also tell you which teammates they maybe like or dislike a little bit more than the others. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM channel 80 alongside Gabe Nightel. I'm Michael Rothstein. Come join our conversation. We're talking about Super Bowl Media Day questions because media night is tonight that you would want to ask. Give it, you want to join that conversation, give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And Gabe, the, the question I would want to ask. Yeah, that was what I wanted yeah. to know. I want to know your question. I, I'm going to steal from the great Barbara Walters here. If you were a tree, what type of tree would you be? <laughs> No, she actually asked that question. Like that, that's a legitimate question that got asked. It's it, I love that question. Why do you way, love that question? Because it's just it tells you like it, it helps with the, seeing a critical thinking of somebody and also their their breadth of how many trees they know. Eric, I'm, a, I'm not an arborist. How many tree species do you think I know? I don't know. You live in Wisconsin. There are a lot of trees that are in Wisconsin. It's not like you live Maple. in the middle of the Mojave yeah. Desert. <laughs> Maple, oak. ash, oak, and pine. I think I'm out. I got birch. four. Birch tree. Okay, birch. There you go. Birch. <laughs> Christmas tree. Sure. <laughs> That's an evergreen tree or a fir there, Eric. <laughs> well, all right. But no, our, our producer, Eric Hanneman, got in my ear and he was like, come to, I want to talk about well, the question I would ask. Wait, about the... For me, you're saying, yes. yeah. Well, no. Yeah, well, yeah. What's your well, question? Would you ask? Well, what I came up with is just uh, what's like the latest show you're binging, or like how about um, if you're if they had watched Game of Thrones, what you think of the end of it? I want to hear some hot takes about TV shows. Okay, I mean it's kind of bland. I'm not going to lie, my man. Yeah, but one of the, honestly, one of the best answers Aaron Rodgers has given at his locker over the last four or five years was he when he went off on the ending of Game of Thrones. He was not a fan. Much like most people, not a fan of the way that Game of Thrones Wasn't he in the last season of Game of Thrones? He was, yes. And it's been a mystery about which character he was, the one that everybody thought he was. He was offended because that person didn't look athletic, so then he thought everybody was saying he was unathletic. He was very offended by that, uh, but was also then (laughs) not a fan of how the show ended. Wait, wait, Aaron Rodgers taking affront to something? This is shocking. Yeah, it's. I was as as surprised as you are right now when when he said it at his locker. All right, we're going to go right back out of the phone line one more time and we'll continue this throughout the rest of the show nathan in alabama what's your question so let me preface this by i'm a big lsu fan go tigers okay my question would be for jalen hurts and my question would be are you glad that you didn't have to face joe burrow in the super bowl this year that is an interesting question i 
my guess is that he would say I would play whoever. Yeah, probably. I yeah, I, I don't Nathan, I, I like the question. I just don't know if we get a real answer out of it. I think we get a very political answer because he can't really say anything that's gonna end up going well for him. And that's just the reality. We'll continue this conversation of the Super Bowl Media Day questions you would want to ask here on Media Night. But coming up next, we're going to head out to Las Vegas for an early look at the Super Bowl betting. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Yeah, NFL officiating, it is a problem. I don't think that there's a question about that. They should have full-time officials. I'll just go on the record, say that right now. That would solve at least one Problem. This is Kenny and Carly on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Alongside Gabe Nightel, I'm Michael Rothstein. ESPN Radio is always pre- presented. It's presented, not provided, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to go out to those phone lines now. ESPN Sports Betting Insider Doug Kazarian is taking a few minutes to join us today. Doug, thank you for spending a couple minutes with us. And before we get to some of the serious stuff, we've been asking listeners for about the last hour or so, if they had a question tonight at Super Bowl media night, what would it be? You know, just keep it clean. What what would your question be, Doug? Mm, keeping it clean narrows the uh, possibilities. With well, that. we are so, family uh, radio here, Doug. <laughs> I want to know, like, like just like the most random things, but not random, but like the behind, like who's the weirdest guy on the team? Like who's the, funniest guy on the team stuff like that what makes him the weirdest guy because you know we have people at work and we're and you know my friends are always like what's so-and-so like you know some of the sports center anchors and i'll be like well you'll never believe this he's got this you know quirk about him and like they love that stuff so i would love to know who the weirdest guy is on the team or something like that strangest you know pregame ritual things along those lines always interest me Always, always good to know. Um, as far as the game itself, Doug, so let's get dive into that. It, it was volatile. Right when the line came up, it was up, it was down, it was going all over the place. Seems to have stabilized at Eagles by a point and a half. Do you see any more kind of movement in that line between now and the start of the game? I do not. No, but you're right. I mean, right away we saw initial line move, and then it's it has been like that for a while. Now, I think the big bet's going to be coming in. We won't see three. Um, so the highest it'll go is two, two and a half, or it could go the other way to Kansas City. I think the professionals typically always bet 
the, the better team in the trenches and then the better defense. And I said this right when the line came out and the matchup was, you know, uncovered. We, I kind of knew it would come Philly money because it reminds me of the, the Bucks chiefs matchup from a couple years ago. Now, this Chiefs defense is a little better. This Chiefs offensive line is better than that one was, and Mahomes not nearly as banged up as I think he was in that game. But there's definitely some, some commonalities between the matchups and the professional money, the ones that shape the market, inevitably prefer the better defense and team that has a better offensive and defensive line. So perception-wise, according to the smart money, Philly is the right side, so to speak, and that's why they're favored. We're talking to ESPN Sports betting insider Doug Kazarian here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And, Doug, one of my favorite parts of the Super Bowl are the many, many different type of prop bets that you can get. Things that we normally see to the more inane, like anthems and commercial breaks and stuff like that. What's the most intriguing prop bet that you've seen so far heading into this week? It's a great question because every year there is something new. Oddsmakers are trying to outduel themselves. I will say I'm not 100% positive it's the first time it's ever been offered, but I will say it's the first time I've seen it at many books. And they have added targets and quarterback rating on the props. Now, those are not official stats, so there's some fine print there, but you can bet on, like, Travis Kelsey over nine and a half targets and not necessarily receptions. So I will say it's creative in that regard, but we've seen other props that are definitely more – outside the box, outside thinking, like what's the over-under Scrabble score of the la- last name of the first touchdown reception or something <laughs> like that. Now, that's, think- that's thinking outside the box. I think we saw that for the first time a few years ago. So that's very creative. And then I think there's a prop right now, Kelsey yards versus Kelsey snaps. So the Philly Kelsey total snaps played, and the, the, defense, uh, the, the pass-catching Kelsey – total number of passing yards or receiving yards. So I like the creativity, but I'm telling you, man, seeing targets and seeing QBR or whatever, that's definitely a curveball for me. Is there an over-under on Kelsey family shots during the game? (laughs) So offshore markets where have much less regulation, that's where you get the (laughs) national anthem stuff. That's where you get a lot of the the stuff like, will an announcer mention deflate gate or whatever, you know, over the years it's been, you know, that's the stuff where it's not that regulated of a market. That's when you'll get. So, so I, I believe a camera shot of the Kelsey family would be would be involved in that. So what about some of those more conventional prop bets that we're used to seeing week in and week out, uh, Doug? Do you have any that really interest you, ones that you're honing in on? Yeah, so a couple things. Let's start with the Eagles running back situation. First of all, the KC running back situation got a little bit wilder with the Clyde Edwards-Elair uh, development, but... I think we're assuming Miles Sanders is like Derrick Henry in terms of he's like automatic to lead the Eagles in rushing, all this stuff. That's not the case. I, I know Gainwell got action the last couple of games in the playoffs because they were blowouts, but sometimes we've seen coaches just kind of go with the hot hand in the playoffs and one that's maybe fresher. So Sanders' yards are kind of skewed from the beginning of the season when he was healthier, and I think Gainwell has a lot of value. On, on some of the props, just straight up, like receiving and rushing yards. But also, I think he's in the neighborhood of like 17-1 to 1 to be the game's leading rusher. And I just think the variance of both rushing attacks, when you have Hurts also involved, and then I think Gainwell is such a wild card, right? And the Kansas City's not going to run the ball that much. 
So I, I just think Gainwell 17 to one is insane odds for something that has variance of like decent likelihood. On top of that, I like it 100 to one to win the MVP. I bet that today. Again, Sanders had two touchdowns in the last, like, it, there's just no rhyme or reason I think he was going to be the leading rusher for Philly. So that's what you want to take value. Do I, if I had the one pick to who the MVP would be, it would not be Gainwell. But does he have a 1% chance to be the MVP? I think he's better than that, right? So and that's what you want to sort of – that's how you find value. So I really like Gainwell. I don't think the market has really accounted for the hot hand component that Philly could implement. I also think Patrick Mahomes' first rushing yard – excuse me, first rushing attempt is over three and a half yards. We know Kansas City does not do the sneak. The three and a half sort of has the potential of a fourth and short quarterback sneak baked into it. But they haven't run a QB sneak in like two years because he got hurt on like a Thursday night game a couple of seasons ago. And when they, if they do a sneak, well, they have trouble third and short, as we know. But when they do a sneak, it's usually Kelsey in the shotgun. He's running in motion, and then he takes the snap and then goes forward, right? It's not Mahomes. So if you remove the QB sneak variable, then Mahomes flush from the pocket, maybe runs for four, five, six yards. I know about the ankle, obviously, but I think there's value on the over three and a half for his first rushing attempt. We're talking to ESPN Sports Betting Insider Doug Kazarian here on Kenny and Carlin. And Doug, before we let you go, we have a few days till the Super Bowl. There are other sports that are going on. What's your play of the game? Play of the night tonight. So tonight, I'm really heavy on the Clippers, and the lines moved up. It got bet up by some sharp players at six minus six and a half. It's now eight. Uh, I still like it. The Clippers are at Brooklyn. The Nets are extremely shorthanded. So obviously, we know about the Kyrie trade. Still no KD. Simmons is questionable, but there's no Seth Curry that we know. And then obviously, some of the new pieces that came over those. Uh, guys are all out. So, I mean, you're looking at, like, Sumner starting, Joe Harris, Claxton, Royce O'Neal. I mean, they have a few guys you can shoot, but a lot of those guys thrive alongside KD and or Kyrie. Without those guys occupying the attention of the defense, it's much harder for Joe Harris to get open. And, again, no Curry. I mean, they called up a G League player today. <laughs> There's really no reason um, – the Clippers shouldn't blow them out. Both Kawhi and PG are slated to start. This should be a double-digit win, so I like the Clippers a lot. Doug, we'll be following you each and every day today as we head to Super Bowl on a Sunday. Appreciate the time, my man. Oh, thanks for having me. Good luck to everyone. That is Doug Kazari and ESPN Sports Betting Insider here on Candy and Carlin. Coming up, the Vikings have a new defensive coordinator. LeBron is inching closer to passing Kareem. We're going to hit all that and a bit more. This is Kenny and Carly on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. <laughs> our guy, Eric, our wonderful producer, Eric, has, has been a little bit salty in the last, no, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And we're not going to get into exactly why, but it's it's been fun to watch him score. I think I'm a, a better bit. producer for it, Michael. To I be think honest. you are. I, I think you are. This is oh, 100 percent. Yeah, that, that that voice you just heard is Gabe Knights. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're here filling in for Candy and Carlin today on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. Candy and Carlin is always presented by Progressive Insurance. You want to join our conversation? It's been a fun one. It actually is what helped get me an iced tea here in a little bit. You can give us a call, 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 1-888-729-3776. Join our conversation. I would ask players, would you rather have cake or steak? We want to know if you could ask a question tonight at Super Bowl Media Night, what would it be and why? So there's one guy who definitely will not be at Super Bowl Media Night tonight, but he's hoping to get there in the future. He's been there before, and that is Brian Flores, because according to sources, the Vikings are going to make Brian Flores their new defensive coordinator. He was up for multiple head coaching jobs this offseason, but he has been a guy that's been on Minnesota's radar for a while, and now he is getting a chance to run the Vikings defense. Gabe, you cover the NFC North. I used to cover the NFC North. How do you think this hire might affect the Vikings and the balance in the division? Well, they won the division, but they did so by the I mean, even though they won by multiple games, it kind of felt like they did so by the skin of their teeth because they had so many one-score victories this season. And when you look at that team, the offense is really strong. Kirk Cousins, the way he was able to play this year, but the weapons that they have, they go out, they get Hawkinson, they already had Adam Thielen, they have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cooks. So that offense seems like it's pretty set, and they have an offensive head coach. And part of the reason why they moved on from their previous head coach in Mike Zimmer is because he was the defensive coach, and that defense, which used to be such a strong suit, has really fallen off. They need to in they they just need to get more defensive talent on that roster, and they need someone who can coach them up and get them in the right positions. I'm not sure if Brian I mean Brian Flores clearly thought he wasn't going to be the head coach out in Arizona, where he was a finalist, presumably for the position. If he had a thought, if he thought he had a chance at that, he wouldn't have accepted this. But when you look at the rest of the division, the, while the Lions were a, a nice story this year, they still have steps that they need to take. The Bears are still a year or two away from competing while they also took some steps. And who knows what happens in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. If he's no longer there, the Packers suddenly don't seem like as tough of a team to deal with. So this seems to be a good job to take for Brian Flores because you get to build something almost from the ground up because of the, the lack of talent and maybe the opportunity to infuse it with some talent, whether that be through the draft free agency or maybe a trade or two. That seems like an intriguing job to me if I'm Brian Flores. I get it. I do get it. But my thing with Minnesota's defense is they're old. And they, yeah, re- they, exactly. they are. And if you're Brian Flores and you're trying to get a head coaching job, to go to a place like Minnesota where you're coaching an aging defense, and I hate the term aging, but they're an aging defense, and you don't know exactly what players they're going to be able to bring in, that's a dicey proposition if I'm Brian Flores. And I, I, I get why he takes it. 
Because if you look at his resume right now, yes, he was the head coach in Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins' defense was quite good when he was the head coach, but he's never really been a defensive coordinator before. He was a linebackers coach in New England, got this job. He was a senior defensive assistant in Pittsburgh. So this is his chance to call defensive plays to get back into kind of what I call that middle ground again of you're in charge of a room but not an entire team. And that, I think, will be critical for Brian Flores going forward. But... uh, I don't know. There's some pretty good offenses. We'll see what happens to Aaron Rodgers in this division. I'm not in love with this hire for the Vikings, but I think it's a good enough hire and one that could end up paying dividends. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you in terms of them having to figure out how to replace some of that age that they have. Because it doesn't matter who your defensive coordinator is, if you don't have good players, if you don't have some young fast players, especially on defense, you see how defenses can age out so quickly. Offense, I think you can get away with a little bit more guile and a little bit more age. As you, you, know, as you get older, you can use your brain a little bit more. Defense, to me, is all about being physical, being fast, and you got to find a way to infuse talent in there for any coordinator hired to make sense. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how I can use my brain even a little bit more at age 42 as it it keeps growing and growing and growing. Coming up, we're going to have the latest on the Kyrie Irving trade because there is maybe a little bit more movement. This is ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.